Happy Friday, Hot News friends. Hope you're doing well. Welcome back to the latest tech news that you can find on the internet. We've got a lot of AMD stuff to cover today, including the fact that they might be making a mining graphics card that's going to come out sometime soon. We've got the pictures of the 6800 XT, as well as benchmarks from the Ryzen 5000 series CPU. So let's get into it with first talking about that blockchain GPU that is apparently going to be dedicated for crypto mining. This is after Linux drivers have been posted and Pharonix is talking about the fact that there is a Navi 10 blockchain SKU of a graphics card that should be coming out sometime soon. With it being based on Navi 10, that means that it could potentially be somewhere in the realm of a 5700 to 5700 XT with the estimation that AMD is going to release it sometime in early 2021 for mining, which is quite intriguing because we haven't seen a mining variant of AMD. I personally don't remember any AMD GPUs that came out that were headless, kind of like what's supposed to be happening here, where it has no graphical outputs because it doesn't have the Display Core Next or Video Core Next engines. So it's just going to be the one that you slot in and it mines away kind of like Nvidia did with their GTX 1060s, the P106 chips, I believe that was called. So AMD looks like they're going to be investing more heavily on the mining side of things. This is in addition to reports that have been coming out that companies like XFX have sold all of their stock in other countries to miners completely. It's hard to say whether or not this is starting to signal that there is a resurgence coming in the mining market and GPUs are going to start becoming more scarce, or if this is just a side project that AMD is embarking on. I want to know what you think of this down below in the comments. Does this worry you? Does this make things better? One of the reasons why this wasn't very effective when Nvidia did it was because there's just no resale value in mining cards once they become obsolete. It's kind of the same thing with ASIC miners. Once they've run out their profitability, you can't really resell them to other people. Whereas regular GPUs buying a 5700 XT or buying a 6800 XT, once the mining profitability goes away, there's some resale value in the gamer market for you to be able to recoup some of your initial investment. So I'm not sure this is necessarily going to to preclude anybody from buying a regular graphics card for mining but it could help stem that somehow. I don't know. Speaking of cryptocurrency, PayPal has announced that they're going to let US users buy, sell, and shop with cryptocurrency sometime soon. It's going to support Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, Ethereum, and Litecoin. And you're going to be able to use that instead of the regular fiat currency value that you might otherwise have in a PayPal account. So it seems like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies are hitting more mainstream. PayPal is actually a huge deal. And if you take a look at the value of these cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, worth about $13,000, obviously down from its December 2017 peak of nearly $20,000, but Ethereum also ticking up as well, $414 for that, but again, down from its peak of, what was it, $1,200 around January 2018, 13, 18, $1,386 was the peak. Does this worry you? Is this where you want graphics cards and mining to be headed? I want to hear from you down below in the comments. Let's talk about the next generation of AMD graphics cards. It's Navi 21. We now have a board picture, as you can see right here with all of the VRAM layout. This does appear to be an add-in board partner card. So this likely is not the 6900 XT, which is rumored to be an AMD exclusive card. But there you go. That's the first look at the 6800 XT. And we also have some brief benchmarks. There's a Firestrike Ultra test done for big Navi. It's hard to say whether or not it's 68 or 6900 XT, but it beat the RTX 3080 by about 900 points. Is AMD going to take the top spot in graphics cards? 
We'll have a little bit to find out. Then we got the RTX 3070 being unboxed by some Chinese video makers showing off eight different versions of the 3070. And I just wanna talk a second about this one particularly here, because this is obviously a character on a box. And it, I mean, it's a decent looking card, but I really want in, in the US, I want us to go back to characters on GPU boxes. I remember my first GPU was this 8600 GT right here. I want the dog back from XFX. I want Logan to go back to Tiger Direct number, number two, but I really want more mascots being brought back into the GPU marketing space. Please XFX and other companies make this happen. Now let's talk about AMD Ryzen 5000 benchmarks. There's been a 5600X benchmark in SciSoft Sandra and it looks like it beats the i5-10600K. Then we've also got Geekbench scores of the 5900 and 5950X and they absolutely destroy Intel as you can see here. The 10980XE, which is actually the processor that I'm using to film this episode of Hot News on, got a 14745 score in Geekbench five whereas the ryzen 9 5950x is 15831 you can see the single core scores are also quite high 1653 for the 5950x and 1605 for the 5900x whereas the 10900k only has a single core score of 1412 so amd does appear to be taking the crowns at least in preliminary benchmarks speaking of preliminary a lot of people have their hands on the xbox series x just for testing purposes and it appears that there is a slight issue with the quick resume feature that microsoft's going to be rolling out which allows you to instantly resume several different games well apparently that only supports six games and then once you launch the seventh it will overwrite one of the other slots without informing you that it's actually getting rid of all of that thing which isn't such a huge deal playing more than six games at a time is obviously going to be a very niche thing but just a little hey are you sure you want to do this in menu system would be a really great boon there what's not a great boon is the oculus quest 2 it's got a lot of issues okay not really it's selling like hotcakes apparently according to all reports it's selling better than the original quest which is strange but I didn't consider the fact that like I, I disagree with the fact that you have to use your Facebook account in order to even log into the VR headset. But now there's reports coming out that people who are buying the Quest 2 cannot use them because they have deactivated or banned Facebook accounts, which means that they're not able to use this piece of hardware, which I just I don't like. The fact that you would have to verify yourself on social media or create an account there in order to use a physical piece of hardware is a little ridiculous, but at the same time, I kinda also accept it in other areas, such as with my console, I log into my PlayStation account, but I can't remember if you have to have a PlayStation account in order to use it locally. It's a future that I'm not necessarily sure I wanna move forward with, but that's the unfortunate reality. Buying a paperweight of the Oculus Quest 2 because you don't wanna be on Facebook, that's kinda on you, friend. Mm. Speaking of Facebook monetizing things that they probably shouldn't, they're gonna be bringing shopping to WhatsApp. They're gonna allow you to shop directly from chats. If you message a retailer, they might be able to allow you to just click on things and order things within the app so that they can track you even more, even though WhatsApp's technically encrypted. Uh, get off WhatsApp, people. Then let's quickly talk about what's probably Catlin's least favorite article of the day. Uncharted set photos have come out with Tom Holland as Nathan Drake, as you can see here. No! No! Video game movies are never good, so we'll see if this actually breaks the mold or if it's not. Oh, hey, look, Rickus liked this one. Of course he would. Look at you, Rickus. Everybody betrayed me. I fed up with this world. Now let's go ahead and round out this episode of Hot News talking about a security report that came out regarding President Trump's Twitter account, which is claimed that has been accessed by a security expert who guessed that his password was MAGA2020! Your joking. 
This is the second time that Victor Jeevers, a security researcher at the GDI Foundation, has reported that he's actually been able to log into President Trump's Twitter account using a guest password. This happened back in 2016, where he was able to guess the password was you're fired. Twitter has come out and said that they don't have any evidence that this has actually happened, and the Trump administration has said that this hasn't happened at all. So take this for what it's worth. You can either believe that the president of the United States has completely unsecure passwords with no two-factor authentication, which doesn't seem like it should be real, but according to a security research firm, it is, or we could believe the fact that also Twitter says that this never happened. So I can tell you what never happened right now, and that's this episode of Hockey. So it's a figment of your imagination. I don't exist. You don't exist. We're all just candles in the wind. Blown out. Bye.